Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for listening to the best Houston sports podcast. And if you're a first-timer, welcome aboard the Astros Trade Deadline special podcast. Uh, This is what it was supposed to be. It's quickly become the holy crap, what just happened? We got who podcast? Robert, along with my co-host, Stephen Kerr. And can you believe Zach Granke? Well, I'll tell you what, if you're a first-timer, you picked a great show to start off with, didn't you, Robert? I mean, I, my first reaction, honestly, was, what? They they did what? And, and if you had asked me, even 10 minutes before the trade deadline was over, if you told me that the Astros would fulfill all three of the needs that we've talked about on this show and other people have talked about, that being starting pitching, bullpen help, and even backup catcher, Without giving up Forrest Whitley, without giving up Kyle Tucker, I'd have told you, I said you were crazy. Well, to mix in a football metaphor, Luno throws a Hail Mary touchdown for the second time in three years. I mean, just unreal. Astros fans were at home having the sweats. I know it looked like the clock had struck midnight. And then you hear about Max Stassi going to the Angels and whatever you give a mumble a big so what then you hear about some guy named joe biagini and you try to get pumped about a potential <laughs> brent strom reclamation project then the name aaron sanchez pops up and you're like didn't he used to be good and then steven i'm watching the mlb network ken rosenthal says zach granke to the astros and I seriously thought he was just screwing around because he was bored. I thought he was too. I honestly thought he was too because he, he tended to do that throughout the day, just you know, kind of drop these things out there. Yeah, maybe it'll happen. And that was my first reaction. Is that I, I thought he was messing with everybody. Yeah, just like, well, hey, there's nothing going on, and I'm I'm, I'm tired of like not announcing anything, and the trade deadline's over with. And all of a sudden, he said, "I was like, what? What? What do you say?" And then, and then when the whole thing sinks in. You know, when it all sinks in, I hear Harold Reynolds say, the Astros are the team to beat. And uh, then the host, uh, the host says, and I'm blanking his name, the host says, uh, yeah, the, the, the Astros should win the World Series. And I'm like, whoa, that changed. <laughs> like, it, it, oh, and then, you know, I just saw the odds, and sure enough, the Astros are Two to one to win the World Series now. Three to one, the Dodgers, the Astros, the heavy favorites, of course. I, I like you tweeted something out earlier, Robert, before the bombshell dropped that I, I thought was great. Uh, I think it was the one where you were referring to uh, Max Stassi going to the Angels, or I think you said something like, the Astros just won the trade deadline. Boom. <laughs> we were like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it, it's almost. Now, I'll tell you what happened when they first reported that they got uh, Aaron Sanchez and uh, Joe Biagini. Hey, we can make fun of that name a little bit too, I'm sure. I, you know, they they said Joe Biagini, and then they said Aaron Sanchez from the Blue Jays. And at first I thought, wait, are you guys confused? I thought they just got the other one. But it turned out they got both. And then they got San, uh, Zach Grunke. So all in all, it was quite a day and if you were you're you kind of sleeping through most of the trade deadline i guess to quote the late yogi berra it ain't over till it's over and it literally happened about the time the trade deadline was over 
Yeah, I had to be a, be a genie for lunch, actually. It was really good. Very tasty. <laughs> yeah, that's great. We, we can't make fun of Seth Beer anymore, so we, we have a be a genie to make fun oh, of now. Oh, but watch me. Watch me, because here we go. Uh, let me you just set up the full Granky trade. The, <laughs> the Astros give up, as you said, again, the Astros give up, not Kyle Tucker, not Forrest Whitley, and then Luno literally says, hold my beer. <laughs> and he means that beer. Yeah. Uh, he also gives up an outfield prospect named Josh Rojas. Uh, Corbin Martin, who with the Tommy John surgery, won't even be ready for the majors until 2021. And J.B. Bukowskis and his 5.25 ERA in Corpus Christi. I mean, when you look at that deal on paper and then uh, the, the big news uh, the money. I mean, that's the other part. Not T- Tucker, not Whitley. And it's 30. Was he owed like $31 million a year for the next couple of years? But the Astros. Yeah, something are, like that. The Astros are, 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 are not. They're not having to pay all that, right? Right. From what I understand, according to some sources, the Astros would give a package of these prospects on the condition that the Diamondbacks pick up at least some of a grinky salary. And so they're taking $24 million of that salary. So that, that helps with the money situation, kind of softens things a little bit as far as what they gave up in the, in the manner of prospects. But again, they didn't give up Forrest Whitley. They didn't give up Kyle Tucker. Now, they did also give up uh, Derek Fisher in uh, the deal with the Blue Jays. But, I mean, you, you just nobody's really talking about that. All that's buried when you see who the Astros got, and it's obvious. They're not only just ready to win now, but they're investing in the future because you have two more years with Grinky, which was one of the major concerns. And this tells me, Robert, and I tweeted this out earlier today, too, that by getting Grinky and being willing to pay this, I'm almost thinking that the Astros, maybe not 100 percent certain, but they're pretty sure that they may not be able to sign Garrett Cole next year at the very least it gives them some insurance if they don't. Yeah, it's going to be tough. And just whatever happens, I just got to tip my cap. I get to give a big salute off to Jim Crane, who when he came in, everybody questioned, oh, he's a cheapskate. Look at him. We're selling people off. He doesn't want to spend money, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Jim Crane never made a big deal about it, wasn't loud about it, Tillman Fertitta, just kind of went about his business, said, no, I'm going to spend money when it counts, brings in Jeff Luno, which one of the all-time great moves because, I mean, uh, you know, just he moves up to the – this is a, puts him on the top of the mountain. There, There is no Houston general manager in the history of this city in the class of Jeff Luno with this trade. After the last three years – not only what he's done, you know, in the draft and, and, and getting a World Series, but the last three years in successive years, he gets Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, and now Zach Granke. We're talking about three Cy Young caliber and Hall of Fame caliber pitchers in three successive years. And honestly, Stephen, I don't even think he gave up a prospect that he was that upset about giving up. In any of these three trades? Well, what is it they say about prospects? They're just that. They're prospects. And I think I saw something the other day that kind of points to that. Uh, Baseball America saw something where 20% of the prospects 
on Baseball America's Prospect Watch that they do pretty much every day. Since 2003, about 20% of them have even made the major leagues in any way, shape, or form. It, and that, that even sounds high to me. I mean, a lot of these guys are not going to make it. Let's just be honest. And for all you Jeff Luno critics out there who say he doesn't like giving up prospects, well, you're going to have to find something else to whine about now because he did give up a few, and yet he still kept the top two intact. The Astros have four pitchers in the top 12 or 13 in ERA. I, I'm trying, I, I looked, and it, I think it's, uh, it's around that. I mean, we're talking Wednesday night, so it's variable. But no matter what, you know, four guys in the top you know, 12, thir- 12, 13, whatever, 15, whatever you want to call it, ridiculous. I mean, you add these type of pitchers, the three Cy Young caliber, three Hall of Fame caliber pitchers, you add that to a lineup with six MVP caliber hitters and the hottest hitter maybe in Astros history, what he's done. I mean, I've seen streaks, but two weeks, three weeks, but Yuli Gurriel, it's like, it's the streak that never ends right now. I mean, knock on wood, you know, find your wood to knock on, but over five or six weeks. And I mean, if it ends tomorrow, it ends tomorrow. Cause uh, I mean, how do you keep this up? But Guriel is hotter than I, w- I don't even, the fire is not strong enough. He's like the sun right now. And Steven, I mean, you look at the Astros with what they've got. I mean, are, are, are they more talented than the 27 Yankees? I mean, look at the, look at the caliber you've, you got, you know, like I said, three hall of fame caliber pitchers, these MVP candidates up and down the lineup and you throw all this in and you're like, they're going to step out on the field. Let's, let's not forget. They're going to step out on the field for uh, hall of fame weekend this weekend. And you know, if you're an Astros fan, you might want to get out there for that. Cause that sounds like it's going to be fun, but they're, they're inducting 16 guys. Uh, we talked to Mike Acosta on the podcast a few months ago about that. It's gr- really cool, really cool event. The Astros hall of fame that they're adding there. But they're they're inducting 16 guys. The Astros might have nine of them, Stephen, that are going to be in the Astros Hall of Fame before it's all said. Maybe 10. I, you know, it's ridiculous. Well, that's right. And we haven't even talked about Wade Miley and the season he's having. I mean, he's become such a steady starter. You've got four excellent starters across the board. And then you have Aaron Sanchez, who, you know, admittedly, he, he's had some rough spots. And he he may be more suited, at least for now for the bullpen. He's had some injury problems and ineffectiveness. And I think his last couple of outings, he's pitched more like the Aaron Sanchez that people thought he would be. But man, you look at, I mean, the top four starters, when you get to the postseason, I I would love to be A.J. Hinch and have the problem of trying to figure out what order you're going to put them in. Heck, not even the postseason, but right now, once these guys get here, what order is that going to rotation going to look like now? The Granky deal also means, and this is key, Brad Peacock can definitely be moved to the playoff bullpen if he can get healthy again, and hopefully that's going to occur. That That's extremely huge right there. And if you're wondering who Biagini is, his current ERA is 3.86. He's 259 batting average against, 50 strikeouts, 17 walks. Uh, I believe, if I've got this correct, he throws the curve – seven percent of the time that's going up there's got to be something that the Astros scouts saw in him and that they saw that that they could do with Aaron Sanchez who had the best ERA in baseball in 2016 but 
teams hitting 290 against him this year. So hopefully that's two guys that maybe they can reclaim. And and you mentioned, Stephen, a huge thing right there. You, you said how the Astros now uh, have some insurance when with if Miley goes or if Garrett Cole goes for the next two and a half years, you've got Garrett Cole and Zach Granke to lead your rotation. They're, they're, they're inked for two and a half years now. So that's important with Granke, but the Sanchez move gives you a little extra insurance on the starting rotation. You know, hopefully a Lance McCullers comes back, but that gives you some insurance. If you can somehow do something with him, because now you have somebody that can at least maybe give you innings. He's he's a guy that generally gives innings okay. It's just you know he just he he's been struggling. I mean it, it it's not been good. So uh, those are all key fa- factors with with those guys. That the cost was Derek Fisher, who you know may still have some potential, but he got caught in that outfield log jam. And of course, Stephen, we we can't. You know, we can't forget about Derek Fisher and his incredible speed that scored the biggest run in Astros history as we wave him goodbye. The World Series Game 5. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Game 5, when uh, Bregman hit that ball and Fisher was the one who scored. It's amazing how many Astros contribute to to that World Series who are no longer with the team. But think about it. if, If they hadn't been there at the time, we may not have that World Series to talk about. And as far as Fisher, I think the Blue Jays, they may be slotting him in as their regular center fielder, which is something that he, he wasn't going to see with the Astros anytime soon. So it's a win-win, really, for for everybody today. The Astros, the Diamondbacks, the Blue Jays, they, they all came out winners in these deals, I think. Let me ask you this, Stephen. If the Astros don't make a trade, you know, if all they or say they all they got was Sanchez and Biagini and and Martin Maldonado, who we're going to get to in a bit. But if they if that's all they do, they don't make the Granky trade. Are you like me? Do you still feel like they won the day because the Yankees didn't do anything and the Dodgers really didn't do anything of of huge import anyway? Well, that's I think that's the key, Robert. Yeah, if if he had asked me if we hadn't done the Granky deal, I would have said, okay, we got the bullpen help we needed. We just have to hope that some of these other guys get healthy, come off the injured list, and are effective in the playoffs. But at least we got that bullpen arm. I, I'll be honest. I, I was the last couple of days in watching the trade deadline. I was thinking, yeah, the Astros, sure they could use a Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, they could use a Zach Wheeler. Yeah, they could use this starter or that starter. But if they just short up that bullpen, or even if they just got a back end starter. I'd be okay with that. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry so much about it, and just hope that these other guys get healthy. But then, when they get cranky, that just changes the whole game. And then you get Sanchez. And I think too, what the Astros may be hoping is that next year, depending on what happens, Sanchez can move into that starting spot. And we still have hope that Forrest Whitley can come back. He's pitched a couple of good outings now, and he may be moving up the ladder again. Maybe depending on what happens in the next few months with him, he can still figure in a spot next year somewhere in the Astros rotation. It felt like the Astros were just going to have to give up a Tyler White and a Tony Kemp for nothing. We we talked about what they got for Tyler White. May not be, it couldn't be nothing, you know, but it's a, it's a minor league arm that they got in scrub. We talked about that in the last podcast, 
But, you know, for Martin, Martin Maldonado, which is, you know, now their backup catcher, uh, got to say goodbye to, to, to Max Stassi. Uh, speaking of, of goodbyes like Derek Fisher, Stassi, we say goodbye to. But part of that deal was Tony Kemp. And so, you know, Tony Kemp, they, they got something for him. They got something that they could use on this current roster. You know, not just a minor league prospect, but somebody they can really use. And Martin Maldonado, former gold glove caliber catcher. Yes, he struggled a little bit in the playoffs uh, with his uh, catching last year. But again, right there, they, they, they got something for Tony Kemp, which, you know, Tony Kemp, he may just be a bench guy. I mean, as beloved as he is by us and as much as we like Tony Kemp, he may just be a bench guy. But to, to get a bench guy that's that's a gold glove caliber catcher uh, for the playoffs, that that's a major deal. It's a big upgrade. Well, it certainly is a big upgrade. Now, as far as Tony Kemp, he, he may actually play a lot at second base for the Cubs because Addison Russell, he got sent down. Ben Zobrist, he's, he's been off and on the field with injuries. So Tony may actually get more playing time than we might have thought, depending on where he went. But Martin Maldonado, he's clearly an upgrade defensively. I think this year he's got like a 32% rate of uh, throwing runners out, and he's always been good at that. Now his bat isn't the greatest in the world as far as a catcher, but it's certainly a grade above Stassi's. Now, Stassi, I think, was hitting like 165 or something, and uh, Maldonado is clearly above that. And not only that, the pitchers love throwing to him. They love him catching. And that's a big thing when you're talking about chemistry between the pitchers and catchers. That's sometimes an underrated thing in baseball. So there are a number of positives that uh, the Astros, you knew they were going to try to trade Tony Kemp anyway. I think they got something quite valuable for him. And they certainly filled a need that, while it might not have been the same as pitching, it was a need. Clearly, the backup catching needed to be addressed. And if you missed it, Tony Kemp on social media, just he, he not only does he rule the Astros uh, all-time bench crew, but he also rules social media. He puts up a, a, a nice gif picture with, you know, thank you, Houston. And underneath that, it said, Houston, you will always have a special place in my heart. You gave an undersized kid from Franklin, Tennessee, a chance to live out his dream. Thank you to the Astros front office, coaches, and teammates for allowing me to be a small part of some of the best teams in Astros history. To the fans, I've seen all of your messages and can't say how much I love you all for the constant support over these last six years. Out of all the hugs I've given, Houston, this last hug to you, I'll remember forever. TK. Well, I think that's one of the reasons he's going to be missed so much because you know he's genuine when he says something like that. A lot of players, I think they, they say goodbye, and they probably mean it to some extent, but you can just tell by reading that. Tony Kemp means every word of it, and he will be missed, no, no question about it. He'll be missed in many ways, but the Astros clearly needed to make upgrades in several areas, and I guess his last gesture by being traded, Tony Kemp did help them in that regard couple things I want to do sort of looking forward to to the playoffs. Uh, Granke with a nice start against the Yankees Wednesday, which the Astros fans, I'm sure, all noticed two runs in five innings. But before that, I looked it up, just curious. You know, the Yankees were kind of concentrating on them. Don't, don't want to, I'm sorry about the Twins. Don't want to dismiss you guys. But 
in 14 career games against the Yankees. Granke, 5.16 ERA. Not good. Not sure it's a red flag or anything, Stephen, but I just thought it was worth noting. Well, and, and but think about it, though. Has Grinky ever played for a team with this kind of a lineup to give him the kind of support that he's going to get? And I don't know how many of those games were in Arizona or some of the other places he's pitched, but yeah, it's something to look at. But I, I tend to think that sometimes playing for the right team, if you have a lot of great guys around you, Sometimes it just makes you even better. Uh, you know, if you're on a losing team and you're not doing very well, you tend to kind of fall down to that level. So I, I'd like to think positive. I'd like to think that Grinky, he's having a good year this year. He's 10 and 4. And he did beat the Yankees today, say in Yankee Stadium, by the way. So I'd like to think that with the kind of support that he's having, that he'll still have a good season with us, with the Astros. Yeah, no, and 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 could could Strom make him better? I mean, Strom works magic. Can can he get better, Grinky? He is the pitching whisperer, is he not? So why not? Maybe he teaches them something. I mean, the 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 good thing that we saw or we heard about right after Verlander's start this week is that uh, it wasn't Strom. It was uh, hey, a pretty darn good pitcher in his own right, Nolan Ryan, who's just our good you know, friend Nolan Ryan. Yes, absolutely. Just hanging around and 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 says, "Hey, do this on your changeup." And Verlander said it was much better. It was a difference maker. It, it it helped. Well, there you go. You you have Nolan Ryan and Brent Strom. You know, one can whisper in one of Grinky's ears, the other can whisper in the other, and who knows, man? He <laughs> he he may pitch another ten years, just like Verlander wants to. And just you know, if you don't know his complete resume and I think most of you guys know it you probably looked it up but six all-stars for Granke the Cy Young Award uh it's been 10 years ago 2009 but you know he's got five gold gloves he's won the gold glove each of the last five seasons so uh no Dallas Keuchel but we're we're back to a gold glove caliber uh pitcher uh, he can hit a little bit, which might help you in a National League ballpark. He, he won the Silver Slugger Award in 2013, Stephen. Doesn't he have like eight home runs or something for his career? Something like that. Yeah, that's nice. Nice to have. Well, especially if you're going, uh, let's say the Astros are in the World Series and they go to the National League ballpark and the pitcher's batting. Hey, when you have Zach Grinke in there, it's not an automatic strikeout. He might even uh, He might even pop one over the fence. Who knows? And, you know, it's one of those deals where usually guys play well against their old team, and he was a former Dodger from 2013 to 2015. Well, think about this, Robert. The Astros and the Dodgers in the World Series, and Zach Greinke gets to pitch against his former team. What could be better than that? Now, you know, I, I, I always try to be cautiously optimistic and not hand a team a World Series just based on what's on paper. I mean, it looks great. But we still have two months of the season. Anything can happen. But, hey, I'm not about to rain on the Astros parade today. It was it was quite an explosion today for the trade deadline in a good way. So we got to think positive from here on out. I guess my last thoughts are I, I just got to get circle back and get back to Jeff Luno because, you know, when Daryl Morey makes the move, just it wasn't that long ago to get Russell Westbrook just a couple of weeks ago. And you go, well, that's pretty impressive to take uh, Chris Paul, you know, and, and we, we had our doubts about Russell Westbrook, but to, to take Chris Paul, who looks like he was quickly becoming a washed up 
point guard. You know, he was on a downward spiral, a quick downward downward spiral. And to get a guy that just two years ago won the MVP of the NBA and who's a you know caliber, top 15 caliber player still, I think he's still a top 15 caliber player. You go, boy, that Daryl Morey, he, he continues to to bring in great guys and, and, and somehow sneak them in at, at low cost, whether it's Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook, you know, or picking up a Dwight Howard as a free agent or the absolute steal of James Harden. And you go, that that's all pretty impressive. But, you know, I joked about the hold my beer moment. Well, uh, you know, Jeff Ludo literally, I think, give, gives a little hold my beer to Daryl Morey <laughs> on, on July 31st, Wednesday, and says, you think that's impressive? Watch this. We're going to get Granky and we're going to pull this thing off at the last second. And I'm not giving up anything. And I'm going to make him eat money. And just unbelievable. Uh, this is, I'm just, uh, I can't believe it still steven it's it's been a few hours and it still hasn't sunk in well i tell you what jeff luno could probably go to any bar in the houston area and he'll never have to buy a beer again uh not after this i mean 2017 with the verlander trade at the very last second literally this year zach grinky yeah jeff jeff luno can have all the beers he wants and he'll never have to pay for them again it's it's quite a day. The Astros may not have won the World Series, but it sure feels like it, doesn't it, Robert? Just just the atmosphere that that this one move has created. Yeah, I mean, I I hate to say it, it, it's the the best move in Astros history, but you know, when you when you're on a list with getting Randy Johnson at the trade deadline, and you know, you can't underestimate what that meant at the time for Astros fans because you know they were trying to become relevant again after years of not being relevant and the Biggio and Bagwell. And it's like, wow, you get Randy Johnson at the trade deadline. And we got to remember that one because, you know, that that's one where it looked like the Astros were all set up. They had everything that they needed and they didn't win the World Series. So I'm not being Debbie Downer. I'm just, just a quick reminder, you know, get excited, but know that you still got to go through three difficult rounds likely in the playoffs to win this thing. Well, that's kind of what I was saying earlier is that, you know, we, we can't just hand it to him yet. And, and by the way, it wasn't Randy Johnson's fault that they didn't win the world series. The offense just totally went to pot in the postseason, even with Bagwell and Biggio and the killer bees and those guys, they, they, they couldn't hit their way out of a paper bag. Randy Johnson pitched well in the postseason, So you can't really blame him. So this is a little bit of a different look. And I think this trade is bigger in some ways, just because of the package of prospects and the number of them that the Astros gave up. And yet they still retained the top two, as we mentioned. Yeah, the other part, and I was going to get to is, and by the way, no Kevin Brown pitching two out of three games in the playoffs, uh, which was ridiculous, and that that might never happen again. But the other part, the other shoot to drop of the of the big Astros trades is to be on the list obviously with Justin Verlander and as big as this is and as excited as Astros fans are there's nothing that's ever going to compare to Justin Verlander on the heels of Harvey when the city needed something so much but I think just the idea that Zach Greinke was even a possibility. I, I, I think that, that that's, I think, what's the, the crazy thing about this one is both last-second deals, both both massive. Uh, both teams looked like they were potentially a World Series 
uh, competitor that you just needed that one extra guy, but it, it's it's the whole Harvey factor that you got to throw in with Justin Verlander and 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 not even and not having that you know that real stud as much as we love Dallas Keuchel, not having that real stud, and then to get Justin Verlander, a guy that's done it in the playoffs, who had that history of doing it in the playoffs, that was really special. But this is nice; it's still really nice. This is a one hell of a day for Astros fans. Uh, there might be something we're forgetting here, Stephen. We'll, we'll pick it up uh, in the next few weeks if there is. But uh, just some early thoughts on this one. And don't forget, if you haven't seen it, we put up the Dale Robertson podcast. That's uh, one of my favorite podcasts ever. So I hope you guys check that one out. Again, the Astros get Zach Granke, throw in a Martin Maldonado, and an Aaron Sanchez, and a Biagini, and whatever. But, man, what a day for the Astros and their fans. Th- thanks to Steven, and we'll talk to you again soon. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Podcast app, or the Stitcher app. You can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.